The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Hey, a good weekend to you. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Saturday, August 5th, 2023, Saturday of the 17th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one, and Saturday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the rosary. And today is the optional memorial of the dedication of the major basilica of St. Mary. It stands atop one of Rome's seven hills, the Esquiline, and has survived many restorations without losing its character as an early Roman basilica. St. Mary Major is one of the four Roman basilicas known as patriarchal churches in memory of the first centers of the church. Now one legend, unreported before the year 1000, gives another name to this feast, Our Lady of the Snows. According to that story, a wealthy Roman couple pledged their fortune to the Mother of God. In affirmation, she produced a miraculous summer snowfall and told them to build a church on the site. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee, that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray that World Youth Day in Lisbon will help young people to live and witness the gospel in their own lives. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you're here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My mother immaculate, Saint Joseph, my father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Lord Jesus, let me repeat that prayer. I ask you for pardon for my sins, because in the gospel that we read today, which is the, the death of John the Baptist, we see the result of folly and sin. And we can't fail at the same time as we jump into this gospel story to see kind of the patheticness of Herod and the tragicness with which John the Baptist is put to death and not see at times a reflection of our own foolishness and our own sinfulness. And so help us, Jesus, as we meditate upon the good news today to really recognize you as the, the one who guides us to the truth and to recognize you as the one who guides us to the personal truth that each one of us, that me today, I need to sign up fully, Jesus, to, to what it is you offer me, which is a gift of salvation. And to see that there are things sometimes in my life that get in the way, sinfulness. And we want to deal with that, each in their own way. And remembering that your mercy is boundless. And so, Jesus, we think of this story, which is essentially the story of a guilty conscience. Herod hears about you from 
whoever, I don't know. These kings got a lot of gossip passed their way, and instantly, whenever he hears of, of your preaching, but also of your miracles, what does he think straight away? He thinks, this is John the Baptist. This is John the Baptist. Come back from the dead to get me. There's a whole lot of selfishness thrown into that as well. But this is a guilty conscience. This is a man who uh, cannot rest easy at night because of what he has done, because he has put John the Baptist to death. And I suppose like any of us, whenever we're kind of conscious of having done something very foolish or really struggling with a guilty conscience, it niggles at us. And Herod, of course, isn't guilty of just kind of a small thing, but it's kind of a catalogue of errors. And putting John the Baptist to death, well, that counts fairly high up on the list of pretty awful decisions. And it's no wonder that it was it was getting to him, that his conscience. And uh, at every turn, seemingly, he, he, th- he thinks that John the Baptist is coming back for him. And yeah, there's, there's ego and selfishness thrown into that as well, that it's not really all about him. But look, we can all make it all about ourselves at different times. So anyway, the gospel story, the way Matthew tells us that um, Herod, this this ruler, he has John the Baptist arrested. Mm, that makes him seem very powerful. Of course, uh, very few of us have the power to arrest people at will and just put them behind bars mm, as much as we might like to. But we can't because we don't have that kind of power. We're not dictators, probably outside of our own home, but we just don't have that kind of power. So instantly, well, Herod, he looks kind of like powerful. He's able to kind of throw his weight around a bit. He's able to enforce his will and he has John the Baptist arrested. Why? Because John the Baptist is preaching against Herodias, who was his brother's wife, who he took as his own wife. And John the Baptist rightly calls this out and says that's immoral. So obviously Herodias doesn't like it because, well, she's with the king and it's kind of good for her. And um, yeah, I suppose none of us really likes it whenever somebody's sort of preaching against us. If that ever happens, it's, uh, well, probably uh, deserved in some cases. But the long and the short of it is is that uh, what they're doing is wrong objectively wrong. It's against the moral law and it's against the, the law of Moses. And so John the Baptist, who's calling us to, to the truth, calling us to, to the Messiah, uh, needs that we will sort out our lives. You know, this is why he's baptizing in the, in the wilderness to call people to repentance. And, uh, you know, Herod and Herodias, they're just, they're just not getting it. They're going their own way and they're doing what they want. And so this powerful Herod is able to kind of show his might and stamp a bit of his authority. But because we learn that he's only really done this because of Herodias, the man just looks weak. That kind of power is that. Whenever you're just basically doing what your wife tells you. Now, probably a lot of men listening to this and saying, it's okay for you, Father. But, um, you know, in our own homes, you know, there is sometimes a power, power vacuum. And you know, maybe the more powerful one will, will fill that space. But this is kind of a, a very interesting contrast. So you have Herod, who was seemingly the power to arrest John the Baptist and to kind of do what he wants. But what kind of power is it? He's just basically doing what Herodias tells him. This man needs to grow a backbone. And look, that's kind of the fault of a lot of us, too, is that mm, often we probably do have legitimate authority and power, but we're not using it for the right means. 
And I think of it in school that we maybe, you know, throw our weight around a bit uh, because we're bigger or stronger or, but that's not what we're here for. And, uh, you know, even in our own home, we kind of boss people around, but that's again, not what we're here for. And then the context of all of this, kind of the ultimate sort of end of John the Baptist is his party. So he's a big party and throws it for all these kind of uh, leaders and get the impression they're all having a, a nice time. Um, and he's kind of obviously full of full of everything and full of the spirit, I would imagine as well, because he begins to talk rubbish, essentially. And people who have often had too much to drink end up talking rubbish and they're not really in control of the things that they're saying or doing. But he's absolutely smitten with this dancing girl, Herodias's uh, daughter. And he just uh, kind of falls completely head over heels. And he's so foolish in this moment that he makes this 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 ridiculous uh, oath that he will give her whatever she wants, even half his kingdom, which, again, makes us really rethink the whole kind of power and authority thing that he's just willing to give away his legitimate authority and power because this girl dances before him. Now, look, we can maybe all sometimes get into a position where we kind of get carried away with ourselves. But, you know, this is what happens when we don't have a backbone, is that we're easily led and we're easily kind of falling over ourselves. And whenever this girl asks her mother, who's the ultimate schemer, um, what is it, what is it we should ask for? She says the head of John the Baptist. And Herod feels ultimate regret because, you know, he doesn't want to kill him. You know, we learn elsewhere in the gospel that, you know, he actually was sort of drawn irresistibly to him because he was preaching the truth. And he doesn't want to kill him, you know, probably didn't really want to arrest him in the first place, but he did it because that's what Herodias wanted. And so here we just see this man whose, whose conscience is actually kicking in. You know, he, he doesn't want to, to put him to death, but uh, it's not working. You know, it, his conscience is only taking him so far and, and he's not obeying it. But look, our conscience is a good guide. And, you know, at times we realize we're kind of on the wrong course of action. That's where we need to put the brakes on because, you know, that's the point whenever we're realizing what's going wrong. And that's the point whenever we can fix it. But he loses it. He completely loses it. And he doesn't want to look foolish in front of all of his guests because he has made this kind of grandiose promise. Ultimately, the man's a coward. So this powerful man is weak, he's foolish, he lives with regret, and now he's a coward because he's no humility and he's not willing to shame himself even though he knows what he's doing is wrong. And look, there's cowardliness in all of us whenever we're not following our conscience or we're not doing what is right because we're just giving in too easily. And that's where we lack discipline. That's where we lack resolve in the spirit to do what is right. And so he sends for John to be killed in prison. And so we're left again with this powerful image that he can just kind of dispatch with him at will and chop off his head. But what kind of power is it? We've seen the hollowness of this man. And ultimately, I think when we think of power and the whole dynamic in this story, it's John the Baptist that's powerful. He's powerful because he remains resolute and he is strong to the end. He doesn't buckle under the terror, but he remains a witness to the truth. So Jesus, look, here is the, here is the takeaway for us, is that we want to be more like John the Baptist and be resolute in the truth, even if it costs us. 
because the ultimate price that Herod pays is too great. He loses everything because he just gives in so easily. Make us strong, Jesus, in your spirit, like you made John strong. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations that you have communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My mother immaculate, St. Joseph, my father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. And you'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app.
What a great job on a beautiful song that is Carrie Underwood with How Great Thou Art. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Saturday, August 5th, 2023, Saturday of the 17th week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek, and we begin this day of prayer now with the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and, and my, my mouth, mouth will proclaim, proclaim your praise. praise. Come, let us worship God, who brings the world and its wonders from darkness into light. Come, let us worship God, who brings the world and its wonders from darkness into light. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship God, who brings the world and its wonders from darkness into light. Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock. Come, let us worship God, who brings the world and its wonders from darkness into light. Go within his gates giving thanks, enter his courts with songs of praise, Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship God, who brings the world and its wonders from darkness into light. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship God, who brings the world and its wonders from darkness into light. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship God, who brings the world and its wonders from darkness into light. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, 
Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Santa Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Whoever humbles himself like a little child will be greater in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever, Whoever humbles himself like, like a little, little child will be, be greater, greater in, in the, the kingdom, kingdom of heaven. heaven. O Lord, my heart is not proud, nor haughty my eyes. I have not gone after things too great, nor marvels beyond me. Truly, I have set my soul in silence and peace, as a child has rest in its mother's arms, even so my soul. O Israel, hope in the Lord, both now and forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, gentle and humble of heart, you declared that whoever receives a little child in your name receives you, and you promised your kingdom to those who are like children. Never let pride reign in our hearts, but may the Father's compassion reward and embrace all who willingly bear your gentle yoke. Whoever, whoever humbles himself like, like a little, little child, child will be greater in the kingdom of heaven. With simplicity of heart, I have joyfully offered everything to you, my God. With simplicity of heart, I have joyfully offered everything to you, my God. O Lord, remember David and all the many hardships he endured, the oath he swore to the Lord, his vow to the strong one of Jacob, I will not enter the house where I live, nor go to the bed where I rest. I will give no sleep to my eyes, to my eyelids I will give no slumber, till I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling for the strong one of Jacob. At Ephrathah we heard of the ark, we found it in the plains of Urim. Let us go to the place of his dwelling, let us go to kneel at his footstool. Go up, Lord, to the place of your rest, you and the ark of your strength. Your priests shall be clothed with holiness. Your faithful shall ring out their joy. For the sake of David your servant, do not reject your anointed. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. With simplicity of heart, I have joyfully offered everything to you, my God. The Lord has sworn an oath to David. His kingdom will stand forever. The Lord has sworn an oath to David. 
His His kingdom kingdom will stand forever. The Lord swore an oath to David. He will not go back on his word. A son, the fruit of your body, will I set upon your throne. If they keep my covenant in truth and my laws that I have taught them, Their sons also shall rule on your throne from age to age. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling. This is my resting place forever. Here have I chosen to live. I will greatly bless her produce. I will fill her poor with bread. I will clothe her priests with salvation, and her faithful shall ring out their joy. There David's stock will flower. I will prepare a lamp for my anointed. I will cover his enemies with shame, but on him my crown shall shine. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you chose to suffer and be overwhelmed by death in order to open the gates of death in triumph. Stay with us to help us on our pilgrimage. Free us from all evil by the power of your resurrection. In the company of your saints, and constantly remembering your love for us, may we sing of your wonders in our Father's house. The Lord has sworn an oath to David. His kingdom will stand forever. Come, consider the works of the Lord, the marvels he has created on this earth. A reading from the second letter of the Apostle Paul to the Corinthians. This is the third time that I am about to visit you, and I am not going to burden you, for I do not want what you have. I only want you. Children should not save up for their parents, but parents for children. I will gladly spend myself and be spent for your sakes. If I love you too much, will I be loved the less for that? Granted that I did not burden you, but being crafty, you say, I caught you by guile. Did I ever take advantage of you through any of the men I sent to you? I urged Titus to go to you, and I sent the other brother with him. Did Titus take advantage of you in any way? Did we not act in the one spirit, walk in the same footsteps? Do you think throughout this recital that I am defending myself to you? Before God I tell you, in Christ, I have done everything to build you up. My dear ones, I fear that when I come, I may not find you to my liking, nor may you find me to yours. I fear I may find discord, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, 
slander and gossip, self-importance, disorder. I fear that when I come again, my God may humiliate me before you, and I may have to mourn over the many who sinned earlier and have not repented of the uncleanness, fornication, and sensuality they practiced. This is the third time I shall be coming to you. A judicial fact shall be established only on the testimony of two or three witnesses. I said before when I was there, the second time, and I repeat it now in my absence, to those who sinned before and to all the rest, that if I come again, I shall not spare you. You are, after all, looking for a proof of the Christ who speaks in me. He is not weak in dealing with you, but is powerful in you. It is true that he was crucified out of weakness, but he lives by the power of God. We, too, are weak in him, but we live with him by God's power in us. Test yourselves to see whether you are living in faith. Examine yourselves. Perhaps you yourselves do not realize that Christ Jesus is in you, unless, of course, you have failed the challenge. I hope you will understand that we have not failed. We pray, God, that you do no evil, not in order that we may appear approved, but simply that you may do what is good, even though we may seem to have failed. We cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the sake of the truth. We even rejoice when we are weak and you are strong. Our prayer is that you may be built up to completion. I am writing in this way while away from you so that when I am with you, I may not have to exercise with severity the authority the Lord has given me. Authority to build up rather than to destroy. And now, brothers, I must say goodbye. Mend your ways, encourage one another, live in harmony and peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the Holy Ones send greetings to you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The Word of the Lord Rejoice, strive for perfection, and live in peace. And And the the God God of peace and love love will be with you. May the peace of Christ, which surpasses all understanding, Keep your hearts in Christ Jesus, and And the the God God of peace and love will be be with you. A reading from a letter to Polycarp by St. Ignatius of Antioch, Bishop and Martyr. Avoid evil practices. Indeed, preach against them. Tell my sisters to love the Lord and be content with their husbands in the flesh and in the spirit. And in the same way, Bid my brothers in Christ's name to love their wives 
as the Lord loves his church. If anyone can remain chaste in honor of the Savior's flesh, then let him do so without boasting. For if he boasts of it, he is lost. And if he thinks himself for this reason better than the bishop, he is lost. Those who marry should be united with the bishop's approval, so that the marriage may follow God's will, and not merely the prompting of the flesh. Let everything be done to God's honor. Hear your bishop, that God may hear you. My life is a sacrifice for those who are obedient to the bishop, the presbyters, and the deacons, and may it be my lot to share with them in God. Work together in harmony, struggle together, run together, suffer together, rest together, rise together as stewards, advisors, and servants of God. Seek to please Him whose soldiers you are, and from whom you draw your pay. Let none of you prove a deserter. Let your baptism be your armor, your faith your helmet, your charity your spear, your patience your panoply. Let your good works be your deposits, so that you may draw out well-earned savings. So be patient and gentle with one another, as God is with you. May I have joy in you forever. Since I have heard that the church of Antioch in Syria is in peace through our prayers, I too am more tranquil in my reliance upon God. If only I may find my way to God through my passion and at the resurrection prove to be your disciple. My most blessed Polycarp, you should convene a godly council and appoint someone whom you consider dear and especially diligent to be called God's courier and to have the honor of going into Syria and advancing God's glory by speaking of your untiring charity. A Christian is not his own master. His time is God's. This is God's work, and it will be yours as well when you have performed it. I have trust in the grace of God that you are ready to act generously when it comes to God's work. Since I knew so well your zeal for the truth, I have limited my appeal to these few words. I could not write to all the churches, because I am sailing at once from Troas to Neapolis, as is required of me. I want you, therefore, as one who knows God's purpose, to write to the churches of the East and bid them to do the same. Those who can should send representatives, while the rest should send letters through your delegates. Thus your community will be honored for a good work which will be remembered forever as their bishop deserves. I wish all of you well forever in Jesus Christ. Through him, may you all remain in God's unity and in his care. Farewell in the Lord. Be steadfast, stand firm, always devote yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. For you know that your work in the Lord cannot be in vain. Never grow weary of doing good. For you know that your work in the Lord cannot be in vain. Let us pray. O God, protector of those who hope in you, without whom nothing has firm foundation, nothing is holy, bestow in abundance your mercy upon us, and grant that, with you as our ruler and guide, we may use the good things that pass in such a way as to hold fast even now to those that ever endure. 
through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. We'll flash back to the death of John the Baptist in today's Gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. And that is my auto harp teacher, Karen Mueller, with Hifferdahl, which you probably know better as Alleluia, Sing to Jesus. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, a sinful situation, a drunken promise, 
and that's all it took. It's from the 14th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard about the fame of Jesus, and he said to his servants, This is John the Baptist. He has been raised from the dead. That is why these powers are at work in him. For Herod had seized John and bound him and put him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because John said to him, It is not lawful for you to have her. And though he wanted to put him to death, he feared the people because they held him to be a prophet. But when Herod's birthday came, the daughter of Herodias danced before the company and pleased Herod, so that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she might ask. Prompted by her mother, she said, Give me the head of John the Baptist here on a platter. And the king was sorry, but because of his oaths and his guests, he commanded it to be given. He sent and had John beheaded in the prison. And his head was brought on a platter and given to the girl, and she brought it to her mother. His disciples came and took the body and buried it, and they went and told Jesus. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find daily and Sunday Mass readings on the relevant radio app.
A little bit of a Celtic flavor added to that one. That is the old hymn, Sing of Mary, given to us by Donna Corey Gibson on this Saturday, Mary's Day of the Week. I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app, and we join the whole church in prayer now. We're led by our friends at divineoffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The dawn is sprinkling in the east. Its golden shower as day flows in. Fast mount the pointed shafts of light. Farewell to darkness and to sin. me ready to welcome you, my God. Dawn finds me ready to welcome you, my God. I call with all my heart. Lord, hear me. I will keep your commands. I call upon you. Save me, and I will do your will. I rise before dawn and cry for help. I hope in your word. My eyes watch through the night to ponder your promise. In your love, hear my voice, O Lord. Give me life by your decrees. Those who harm me unjustly draw near. They are far from your law. But you, O Lord, are close. Your commands are truth. Long have I known that your will is established forever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Save us by the power of your hand, Father, for our enemies have ignored your words. May the fire of your word consume our sins and its brightness illumine our hearts. Dawn finds me ready to welcome you, my God. The Lord is my strength, and I shall sing him praise for he has become my Savior. The The Lord Lord is is my strength, strength, 
and I shall sing his praise, for he has become my Savior. I will sing to the Lord, for he is gloriously triumphant. Horse and chariot he has cast into the sea. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and he has been my Savior. He is my God, I praise him, the God of my Father. I extol him. The Lord is a warrior. Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and army he hurled into the sea. At a breath of your anger the waters piled up, the flowing waters stood like a mound, the flood waters congealed in the midst of the sea. The enemy boasted, I will pursue and overtake them. I will divide the spoils and have my fill of them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall despoil them. When your wind blew, the sea covered them. Like lead, they sank in the mighty waters. Who is like to you among the gods, O Lord? Who is like to you, magnificent in holiness? Terrible and renowned worker of wonders, when you stretched out your right hand, the earth swallowed them. In your mercy, you led the people you redeemed. In your strength, you guided them to your holy dwelling. And you brought them in and planted them on the mountain of your inheritance, the place where you made your seat, O Lord, the sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. The Lord is my strength, and I shall sing his praise, for he has become my Savior. O praise the Lord, all you nations. O praise the Lord, all you nations. O praise the Lord, all you nations. Acclaim him, all you peoples. Strong is his love for us. He is faithful for ever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, and will be be forever. forever. Amen. God our Father, may all nations and peoples praise you. May Jesus, who is called faithful and true, and who lives with you eternally, possess our hearts forever. O praise praise the Lord, Lord, all you nations. A reading from 2 Peter. Be solicitous to make your call and election permanent, brothers. Surely those who do so will never be lost. On the contrary, your entry into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be richly provided for. I cry to you, O Lord. For you are my refuge. I cry to you, O Lord, for you are my refuge. You are all I desire in the land of the living. For you are my refuge. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. I cry to you, O Lord, for you are my refuge. Lord, shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. 
He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death. Let us all praise Christ in order to become our faithful and merciful High Priest before the Father's throne, he chose to become one of us, a brother in all things. In prayer we ask of him, Lord, share with us the treasure of your love. Lord, share with us the treasure of your love. Son of Justice, you filled us with light at our baptism. We dedicate this day to you. Lord, share with us the treasure of your love. At every hour of the day we give you glory. In all our deeds we offer you praise. Lord, share with us the treasure of your love. Mary, your mother, was obedient to your word. Direct our lives in accordance with that word. Lord, share with us the treasure of your love. Our lives are surrounded with passing things. Set our hearts on things of heaven. So that through faith, hope, and charity, we may come to enjoy the vision of your glory. Lord, share with us the treasure of your love. Now let us offer the prayer Christ has given us as the model for all prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, free us from the dark night of death. Let the light of resurrection dawn within our hearts to bring us to the radiance of eternal life. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. 
Amen. You know, you don't have to pray the rosary over and over again to pray without ceasing as the Lord commanded. One of the best ways is to just practice the presence of God. And my favorite spiritual book is The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection. It's been in the public domain for many, many years, and you can find it online. The Saturday edition of Morning Air is up next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the Relevant Radio app. Go out, make it a great day and a great weekend, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. 10 Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.